Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the 10-Minute MBA. I'm your host, Scott D. Clary. On the 10-Minute MBA, I give you actionable insights, tools, strategies, techniques that you can use to start, scale, grow, or 10x your business. Today, I'm going to give you a high-level overview of what you need to do to write a highly effective business plan. Why do you need a business plan? Well, a business plan will help you build a business. It is what is required to help organize your thoughts, as well as if you want to get anyone else on board, if you want to go raise money, having a business plan is key. And ultimately, even if you aren't going to raise money, a business plan really helps you look into the future and predict outcomes for your business. It's not a crystal ball, but it will help map you out a path from where you currently are and where you're headed. It will help you estimate your total startup costs. It will help you project revenues and profits. It will help you convince investors to invest if that's the route you want to take. It will help you be competitive from the start. It will help you anticipate any challenges that you may have. And most importantly, it's going to keep you on track. It ensures that you focus your attention on the right things and helps you avoid mistakes that could totally sink and kill your business. So I'm going to walk you through step-by-step some of the items that you should have in a business plan. Now, just before we dive into this, unfortunately, many business plans are wildly unrealistic. The initial excitement of starting a business often causes entrepreneurs to massively overestimate how successful they'll be and underestimate the challenges they'll encounter. In order to be effective, a business plan needs to be realistic. So before you launch, you want to be relatively confident that you have a good chance of succeeding, which means that you have to be honest with yourself about the expectations that you're setting, the projections that you're setting, so on and so forth. In many ways, a business plan should help you decide whether or not your idea will pan out. It's possible that you may want to put together your business plan before you actually try and take a product to market because you can realize as you're mapping this out, as you're strategizing, that perhaps the potential outcome isn't as great as you initially thought. And that's okay. And it forces you to go back to the drawing board. But it will force you to take the necessary time to do the market research, analyze your financial needs, and map out a proper strategy for the future. Don't look at a business plan as a thing that's preventing you from getting started. View it as building a foundation for a successful, lasting business. So these are the parts that you have to have. And I'm not going to go into too much depth because, again, 10 minutes. But uh, to start off, you have an executive summary. So this is the first section of the business plan. It gives people a general sense of what your business is all about, what products or what services you provide, where you've been, where you're headed. There are six things that you should have in a business plan, and you should start to introduce these six things in your executive summary. Number one, mission statement. Number two, general information such as founding date, names and roles of founders and other important details. Number three, company highlights, including financial successes and other key successes. Number four, products or services that you sell. Number five, uh, financial information, including funding 
funding goals, current sources of funding, revenue, etc. And then number six, uh, future plans for the business. So if you're going to be summarizing these things, think of your executive summary like a detailed elevator pitch. It highlights the most important points of your business without going into all the details. And you may actually want to consider writing your executive summary after you've written the rest of your business plan. That way, you're more familiar with the relevant information. Now, after your executive summary, you have your company overview. This section provides more detail regarding exactly what your business does and how it's structured. You can start by explaining the industry you're in, your primary customer base, the big problem that you solve for customers, how you solve that big problem. Essentially, you're explaining the reason for your business's existence. You're identifying a specific customer need in a specific market and then clarifying exactly how you'll meet that need. The overview section functions as your unique value proposition. Remember that term. It clearly and concisely explains the unique value that your business offers. If you're struggling with this section, try to answer the following questions. Who do you serve? How do you serve them? You see, if you can answer these questions, then you know your unique value proposition, and that's going to carry you through as you eventually take your product to market. Next section would be a market analysis. The market analysis section of your business plan provides in-depth information about your industry, your specific market, and the competition. If this section is done properly, it assures readers that you know what you're getting into. In your market analysis, seek to include the following information. Key industry size, growth trends, and other really important details, target market data, ideal customers, their specific needs and demographic details, target market size, yearly amount spent, purchase frequency, projected growth, market share potential, percentage of target market you can acquire, potential barriers to entry, things that might make it difficult to succeed in the target market, uh, competition, top competitors, market share, strengths. These are the things that you have to include when you're doing an in-depth analysis. This section will take a significant amount of research, but it's time well spent. First and foremost, it prepares you to succeed. Second, it helps investors know that you've done your due diligence. Next section would be the organization and management. First, spell out the general structure of your business, both in organizational terms and in legal terms in this section. For example, where does each key stakeholder fit into the bigger picture of your business? Include an organizational chart. This could also be called a cap chart or a capitalization table or a capitalization chart. It shows who owns what, how many co-founders, how many equity percentage equity share, so on and so forth. And then in terms of your legal setup, are you an LLC, an S-Corp, a C-Corp, a general partnership, a sole proprietor? How have you set up your business? After that, you want to describe the background of your key team members. This part is especially important if you're seeking funding because investors want to know that you have experienced successful individuals who can ensure that your business also succeeds. And finally, you want to describe any key hires that will be necessary. This may not be immediately relevant, especially if you're just getting started, but it will matter much more as you grow and expand. The next section will be products and services. This section explains exactly what products or services your business will provide to customers. Start by describing your particular product or service and the specific need it will meet. 
it's really important to clarify exactly how your product or service will stand apart from the competition. Within this section, you should also discuss the product or service status. Is it ready to take to market? Development objectives. For example, if it's not ready to go, what steps need to be taken to get it ready to go? Proprietary information. Do you have any intellectual property, patents, or proprietary information that is essential to the success of your business? And supply chain. Do you depend on any suppliers or vendors? Have you set up those relationships yet? Do you know what that looks like? And make your product or service really shine in this section. It should be abundantly clear both to you and to the reader that you have something unique to offer and that you're in a prime position to attract customers. Next section would be your marketing and sales. This section explains how you're going to get your product or service into the hands of customers. Your objective in this section is to make clear both how you will make customers aware of your product or service and how you'll convince them to buy it from you. The first element in your marketing plan needs to be to position your product and how you are positioning your product in relation to your competitors. Will you position yourself by offering lower price, superior quality, superior service? What is your differentiator or your, remember, unique selling proposition. Next, discuss the specific promotional methods you're going to use to get the word out about your product or service. Additionally, clarify the metrics you'll use to evaluate whether or not your marketing efforts are working. For example, leads generated, social media reach, website visitors. And after you've laid out your marketing plan, then discuss your sales plan. What method will you use to convince customers to buy from you? Cold calling, in-person meetings, webinars, setting up funnels. And then lastly, who's actually going to be doing the selling? Do you need a sales force? Is it e-commerce? Who's going to train your team? How big will your team be? Are you going to sell the first million dollars in revenue as a founder? Lay out the budget for your sales and marketing. This will help readers gauge the scope of your efforts and possibly your potential results and funding or sales required to keep this machine growing. After your sales and marketing, focus on your financial projections. This is the next section. In this section, you want to paint a clear picture of your business's current financial status while also mapping out where you hope to be in the future. Investors will closely examine this section to determine whether they want to give you funding. If you've been in business for a while, include as much financial data as possible, including income statements, balance sheets, cash flow statements, operating budgets, accounts receivable and payable statements, if appropriate, documentation of any debt you're carrying, any other investments that have been made. Your financial projections for the future will either be based on your past data or industry and competitive research if you don't have past data. If you're not sure how to create these projections, consider hiring an accountant or financial advisor to help you. The next section would be your funding requirements. And this obviously only applies if you're actually looking for funding. But in this section, you'll lay out exactly how much funding you need over the next few say five years. Explain how you're going to use the funding to help achieve your goals. If you're going to include this section, make sure you include the following details. The amount of funding you need right now, funding you'll need down the road for up to five years, type of funding you're looking for, loan, investment, etc., and the terms you're requesting for the funding. So how much equity are you willing to give up, for example, or options or revenue share. Additionally, explain how you will be using the funds. Will you be acquiring inventory, paying down a debt, hiring employees, it is critical to lay out your future financial plan so that investors have a good idea of what they're getting into. They need to know exactly what they're going to be investing in so that you don't have a tumult and investors feel like they've been lied to or bamboozled. So as much as possible, you also want to make sure that you're customizing your funding request based on who you're talking to. So if you're asking a bank, provide them with a repayment plan. If you're asking an investor, give them an estimated ROI. And then lastly, to wrap all this up, you need an appendix that basically contains 
all of the supporting documentation and information that will substantiate what you've written in all the previous sections. In this section, you may want to include uh, credit histories, permits, product pictures, legal documents, licenses, patents, contracts. In all the previous sections, you're trying to paint a compelling picture of what your business is like and where it's headed. You want to provide the reader with enough data to help them grasp your vision but not so much as you bog them down. So the appendix allows you to provide extra details to the reader without disrupting the overall business plan review experience. If the reader is serious, they want to look at these details, they can simply refer to the appendix. And that, in summary, is a business plan. Each one of these sections we could probably do an entire 10-minute segment on, but this will get you started. Remember, any business questions that you have, don't worry, I got you. This has been another 10-minute MBA. That's it for tonight. I will see you tomorrow. I will see you tomorrow. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.